So as many of you know, in my previous life, I worked in film and theater. And I don't tell many stories from it, but I'm going to start with a short story right now. It was my last day of filming my very first movie. It was an intimate moment, this scene, between a mother and a daughter. The director asked me to hit three marks, three marks at three specific times, a sound cue, a camera cue, and a cue for with my, with my acting partner. It's not a lot, three marks. My, the woman who was playing my mother, Maureen Lipman, who's a tremendous British actor, she had to cry for the whole scene. I just had to hit three marks. Boom, boom, boom. Each time, I got two out of three. <laughs> Over and over, action, cut, action, cut. I we're talking about an hour of filming for a one-minute scene, and remember, Maureen Lipman had to cry through the entire thing. <laughs> so she wasn't exactly pleased, and the director shouted some words at me that I really cannot repeat here. But it boiled down to one thing. I'm a lousy multitasker. That was 15-plus years ago. And today, multitasking has ramped up beyond warp speed. You flip between five apps at once, that's like nothing. And I don't know about you, but when I open Chrome or Firefox, there's at least 12, more like 20 tabs open at one time. We do things like text while driving. Oh my God, we do the same thing while buying stuff on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> while receiving this, the new scores. I don't, because I'm not a sports fan, but we could theoretically receive the latest scores. <laughs> <laughs> while learning of the latest shootings. So I open my Facebook, in order to search for an op-ed that someone posted. Oh no, a friend of mine, her mother died. Was she sick? I need to call her. Cue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to practice this. Okay. <laughs> she, <did> she <laughs> Three marks. No, she's much better than I was. So, um, okay. Ding. Okay, so an acquaintance in Utah, she, she just proposed, and she and her fiancé, they're going to get married at a llama farm. Llama low. <laughs> <clears throat> I wish this was so slow at doing it. <laughs> One of my favorite artists is raising funds with a Kickstarter campaign for a new album, and now I absolutely have no recollection if I've already donated or if I need to donate or if even we're still friends. <laughs> a colleague in Jerusalem has just launched a petition about housing demo home demolitions. I've got to sign this. I came onto Facebook for a reason. And now I can't remember the reason why I came onto Facebook. 
No, really, what was the reason that I came onto Facebook? One more. <laughs> oh, man, and I forgot to count the Omer last night. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know if that resonates for any of you, but that's often my day. <laughs> Every single line of communication is constantly open, superficially, very superficially. We don't have things on a front burner and a back burner anymore. We have burners everywhere, and we pray that nothing and nobody will get burned. But how do we not lose track? How do we prioritize? How do we not forget what's important? And how do we filter out what's absolutely not remotely important? <sighs> But Baruch Hashem, multitasking is not new. As I learned from my great teacher, Rabbi Nehemia Polin, multitasking plays a very prominent role in this week's double parsha of Achare Mot Kiddoshim. That's two parshiot in one week, which is also a form of multitasking. <laughs> But at the beginning of Achare Mot, we dive in to the extended ritual service, the work of the Kohen Gadol, the great priest on Yom Kippur. This is the one day of the entire year that the one person, the Kohen Gadol, the high priest merits entry into the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh Kodeshim. And it's also the one day of the year when the Kohen Gadol becomes the multitasker Hagadol. Because on all other days, all other sacrifices are pretty straightforward. They're somewhat linear. Each offering is started and completed before the next one begins. You say it's time for my offense offering, my chetat? Bring in the cow, slaughter it, drain the blood, smear the blood on the horns of the altar, burn the fat and the important bits also on the altar, and then burn the flesh outside the camp. Done. Next. But not so on Yom Kippur. The burners, the front, the back, and everything in between are literally all going simultaneously. So I want to give a little taste of the ceremony. Imagine there are thousands of people. We're all gathered around watching. And Aaron approaches the bull, his bull, the offering, the offense or chatat offering that is for him and his family alone. He places his hands on its head and he makes a confession. As soon as he finishes the confession, the people respond, Baruch Shem Kavod Mahuto Le'olam Va'ed. And you would think that now is the time for him to slaughter the bull and offer it up, but no. He takes his hand off the bull and he just leaves the bull standing there with all that confessed sin on its head. And he picks up his tunic and he runs and he dashes to north, north of the altar, and he goes to offering number two, where a priest is standing with two goats waiting for him. Two goats, identical in stature. One is an offering, not for Aaron this time. Are you with me? It's an offering for the whole community. 
Aaron is offering on behalf of all the people Israel this one goat. It will be a chatat for all of them. And the second goat will be who? The scapegoat. So he draws lots and he puts, he says, this lot is for the offering for the Lord and this lot is for the scapegoat. And with that, everybody, again, all the voices rise up with Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuto Le'olam Va'ed. And instead of offering up that first goat on behalf of the people, he picks up his tunic, he dashes back to the bowl, he puts his two head, hands back on the head once again, and he confesses this time not just on behalf of his family, not just on behalf of himself, but on behalf of all of the Kohanim, all of the priests, his colleagues. And all the people respond once again, Baruch Shem Kavod. At this point, he does slaughter the bull. As the blood spills, he runs away. And he makes an incense offering to smoke up the tiny space within the Holy of Holies. And on so on and so forth, he doesn't just have three marks to hit. This man is running around for an entire day and not eating and doing all of this. And he didn't sleep the night before either. I'm just saying, he's, it's rough. <laughs> but this is all counterintuitive. It's not the way rituals or any project management that we know of should go. Deliberate multitasking? One project gets started, is not completed as we start the next project and the next project, and we have all of these project channels open at once. What's the meaning of this? My teacher, Nachemia Polin, says this is the meaning. If this offering if this day, if entering into the Holy of Holies is only about Aaron and his costume and his walking into the Holy of Holies and his experience of sacred space, if it's just about Aaron, he'll die just as his sons died. Because remember, this parsha begins immediately after the death. And God says, if he offers sacrifices this way, he will not die. So Aaron can't make the offerings be about himself, but he does need to begin with himself. As Rashi teaches us, you can't atone on behalf of others before you've atoned for yourself. It's kind of like on an airplane when you can't put the mask on somebody else until you've put it on yourself. But you can't stop at putting on your own mask. The high priest can't only elevate himself on Yom Kippur, he must elevate everyone. And this is why we are multitasking. He's not allowed to complete his own redemption, the sacrifice that will offer forgiveness for himself. He can't complete it until he's ensured the redemption of all others. He dovetails all of the offerings to weave together a tapestry that begins with self, moves to family, to community, and even to the space, the house, the mishkan itself, and the connection with the divine. Multitasking in this instance doesn't distract him from the purpose. The multitasking reminds him exactly what his purpose is. It reminds him that this direct encounter with the divine cannot just be about you. Yes, begin by praying for you and your family, then pause. Turn towards the community, not just your intimate community, but the community of New York, the community well beyond. 
Pause. Turn to your colleagues. Pause. Commit to the environment in which you live and you serve. Pause. To arrive at the Holy of Holies, to go to the place of depth and meaning and intimacy, to utter the ineffable name that's only uttered in this moment on this day, you can't be in it for yourself. You have to represent and you have to weave it all together. Aaron is juggling for the sake of a higher purpose, values-driven multitasking. Aaron essentially has four apps open on his phone. Care for self and family, care for community, care for team, care for home. I have to ask myself what four apps are open on my phone. Are they reminding me to give on behalf of my family? And before I complete this prayer or gift to my family, does it push me to reach out to my professional colleagues with encouragement and care when they are in struggle? And instead of sending me down a rabbit hole of workaholism, does this app instead open my eyes to pray for a community that I don't even know half of the mm, people to open up and pray beyond my bounds of comfort? Here in the Mishkan, Aaron is praying and offering sacrifices for the Israelite community. Today, who is our community? Jewish community, New York community, country, planet. This is what multitasking as a higher calling could look like. And it brings us to the title of our second Parsha, Kedoshim, Kedoshim Tihu. You will be holy. One of our favorite Hasidic Rebbe's here at Romamu is the Sfat Emet, the 19th century Rebbe of Ger. And he comments on Kedoshim Tihu, you will be holy. And he says, you might think you will be holy means each one of us, each one of us, just like you are, just like I am, in our own little bubble, we are holy. But he says holiness can't begin and end with the individual. We must be attached like limbs to each other. Only as a people can we connect to the divine, and only connected to the divine can we be holy. And another one of my favorite teachings that we've looked at here before at Romamu, Rav Cook, the first chief rabbi of Palestine and Israel, he speaks of a fourfold song, a song that makes each of us a singer. He says, some of us sing a song of self-actualization. Some are called to sing a song of our people. Others sing the song of all humanity, and others even sing the song of all creation. But the most holy song, says Rav Cook, is the one that sings all of these at once, that weaves together, like the Kohen Gadol, like the high priest in multimodal harmony, weaves together the song of self, the song of people, of our people, the song of all people, and of creation. Okay, so seriously, what apps, what apps do you have open right now? 
Interestingly, Rabbi Nehemia Poland translates Kippur, Lichaper, Kapara, not as repentance, which is how we often translate it, but as application, as applying ourselves, as connecting between two worlds by applying to one another. So is there one channel that you're stuck in that's becoming more of a rabbit hole than a channel? Have you made an idol of your own needs, desires, and success? Or perhaps one finds oneself chasing to sacrifice for the sake of our work. Our work app is open 24-7 and is running our battery down. And as a result, our family and self has slipped through the cracks. Social media is telling us to multitask for the sake of self. So let's get countercultural. Let's get Kohen Gadol on each other. Multitasking isn't new, but we can do it much better. We can make it a spiritual practice to reinforce our values. Imagine, I barely can, a multitasking that is invigorating and not depleting. That's for the sake of each other, family, friends, colleagues, and team, landsmen, all people, and the planet. What are we sacrificing for each other? How are we applying ourselves? So let's lift each other up until we become holy. And then we can rest, which is holy too.